Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 39 of He Book, She Book. I'm Mike. And I'm Becca. And this week we had the season premiere of Raw, which is just another episode of Raw. We also have a bunch of things going on in AEW. We had Halloween Havoc on NXT. And we have some interesting news about Ring of Honor. Yeah, so they announced uh, this past week Sinclair and Ring of Honor have announced that they're just going to be done for the first quarter of 2022. So they're releasing basically everybody from their contracts, and they're just going to take the first quarter of 2022 off and kind of restructure and reimagine. It was just, it's jarring for... Uh, for many reasons one being that they got all the way through the pandemic and then at the very end they decide now it's the time to cut everybody and like they put in their statement that like they're happy that they were able to keep everybody contracted even though they weren't really running any shows and then now they're just like okay but now we're going to just release everyone yeah that's jarring in itself that they've released the entire roster yeah like some guys um I think they're signed through like March, but they're going to work with them so that they can go do other things. Bandito, one of the biggest names in Ring of Honor, has already signed on to do some things in GCW. So like they're kind of doing right by the guys and the girls on the right. roster. But it's just it's crazy that now of all times that they're going to just compl- they're going to do one more show in December, mm-hmm. and then they're going to take off the first quarter of 2022. We don't have a date for when they're going to come back. It all sounds very much like they don't really know right. what the future is going to hold. And they announced that they're basically not going to be doing contracts as much anymore, and they're just going to have guys kind of come through. It, I mean, Ring of Honor used to be the indie promotion in the early 2000s, and even as you know, recently as five years ago, they provided most of the talent on the all-in pay-per-view. Right. Before AEW was AEW, the Bucks and, and Cody, they were in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And... For Ring of Honor to just now, I mean, the Briscoe brothers are free agents. Bandito, like I said, uh, Jonathan Gresham, you have all these guys, and Dan Housen. All of them. Uh, <laughs> literally now, their whole roster. It's just, I, I think a lot of them do end up in AEW. Obviously, AEW can't sign all of them. Uh, but, yeah, it was just, it was Maybe really, some of them will come to NXT 2.0. They should. Yeah, They're, we need like, new faces. Like, I'm okay with, with this. A lot of these guys is... Get on whatever show will sign you so that yeah. you can get television exposure. And you're, I mean, you're, either way you go, they're going to get more exposure than they were getting. Yes. Like, Ring of Honor does have TV deals, but like, people weren't watching nearly as much as you had with, you know, NXT or AEW, mm-hmm. whether that's uh, whether they show up on Dark or Rampage or Dynamite. But yeah, it was just, it was weird news to, it was kind of like in the middle of the week, I think. It yeah. was just. Very weird, and then you have now all of these free agents. Mm-hmm. To add on top of the fact that Braun Strowman is still technically a free agent, you have Wyndham Rotunda. Bray Wyatt is now officially officially his contract a free expired. Agent. So you have an enormous talent pool of guys that aren't signed anywhere. Yeah. So it, it's like there's a room for another promotion. And Impact should be that promotion, but they're kind of not. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but you know, I have to, to say, I think it's like poetic and like beautiful that bray wyatt's contract expired on halloween weekend i'm just putting i'm just putting that together and i just think that's a very poetic thing i cannot wait to see him pop up i want to see the cult of windom i'm where's he going i'm that's the guy i'm most interested in um just like one last thing with the ring of honor news for those of you that aren't as familiar with ring of honor like 
look at the AEW roster. That's pretty much Ring of Honor's roster from the last 20 years. Right. Like, guys have just passed, like, CM Punk and Brian Danielson and Samoa Joe and even as recently as, like, five years ago with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and, and Hangman Page. And it's so many of the biggest stars in wrestling went through Ring of Honor. Seth Rollins went through yeah, Ring of Honor. Yeah, I would say both AEW and, AEW and WWE, both their big guys, like, went through Ring of Honor to get to where they are. At some point, most wrestlers were in Ring of Honor to Kevin get Owens, to where they're at like, now. It, so many of these guys have gone through Ring of Honor, whether, you know, early 2000s when it was like, there were people were doing the, this. It was basically you would watch Ring of Honor with like a DVD of like a new pay-per-view that they came out. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's crazy to see how far down they've fallen from like the biggest independent promotion in the world to now basically just, closing their doors yeah it's it's a wild hopefully not end for ring of honor but like it opens the door for for companies like mlw to take their spot and mm -hmm. I, maybe i mean gcw is not really for me that whole like deathmatch wrestling isn't really my <laughs> my deal but i mean the doors open for i mean nwa or somebody to just kind of take that spot and it's going to be i hope ring of honor doesn't do what nxt did Right. Where you take a great in-ring product and then you make it into more of like a whatever the hell NXT 2.0 is. I don't even know what NXT 2.0 is. It's just not NXT anymore. And they took something beautiful and just, if it's not broke, don't fix it type yeah. deal. And NXT was not broken. Let's talk about, let's skip forward. Let's go to NXT now that yeah. we're on the topic. Because Halloween Havoc took place this past week. And, and I enjoyed what. this show a decent amount. I... Okay, the show itself, like the wrestling, the card, all of that was was pretty good. The show itself with Halloween Havoc, like I was so excited about it because usually Halloween Havoc's like crazy and it's interesting, but like Chucky was here and I love that doll, so like I'm excited about that, but all around it was lame and I was disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I did, so there's some parts of this show that I liked and then other parts where we were just talking on the couch like, I would never want to show a non-wrestling fan this. Yeah, I would not show them that. Like if... It used to be, like, you could show an NXT show to, like, a non-wrestling fan, and, like, they could probably get into it. But, like, when we were watching Halloween Havoc, it just felt campy and just kiddish. Yes, it was it was very kid-friendly. Very kid-friendly. I don't which know. Which is fine. Yeah. But, like, you have Chucky there. Chucky's not, I mean, I get that he's, like, the kid horror movie, but, like, it's a horror movie. It's supposed to be, like, scary. I don't know. I thought it was going to they were going to try to be scarier, but instead Anything they went, like... A very, I don't know, it was a family-friendly show. Like, I was excited for the ladder match. We had a triple threat yes. ladder match uh, for the tag, women's tag team champions of NXT. You had Io Shirai and Zoe Stark, your reigning champions, versus Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell, versus Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. And I was excited because I love myself a ladder match. Yeah. This ladder match was not fun to watch. No. Just straight up, it was but just... But the outcome it was, was good. Weird. Yes, I liked the outcome, and Io Shirai, as predicted, t just put her body and soul on the line. God, I was so worried about her in bump. this. In this, She, in general, it, she's one of those wrestlers that I look at like, I fully believe that if they died in the ring, they'd be happy. Like how... Cause yeah, like, the way she... And she's one of them. She just throws herself around, and I'm like genuinely concerned for her well-being bring this woman up to the main roster i don't understand why she hasn't already listen they dropped the titles maybe 
Hopefully. Hopefully. Like, she should have been drafted. God, I know. Since it's so she was weird. not drafted, bring her up. She yeah, no longer has a title holding her down. Bring Zoe Stark too for all I care. Don't you know what? I don't even care. We don't even have to bring them up as a tag team. No, no, absolutely do not bring them up yeah. as a tag team. Split that te- tag team up immediately. Uh, but do not split up Toxic Attraction. Your new NXT Women's Champions. Mm-hmm. They come out with the gold. And again, not my favorite ladder match. Not even in my top 50, probably. Oh. <laughs> it was It was just not... It just wasn't good. It just felt clunky. It felt like some of these... That's how... You know what? Clunky uh, is the best way to describe yeah. Halloween Havoc. Yeah, All of it. Just, it. Like, some of it... Like, you could just tell, like, the inexperience... Yes. ...of a lot of these superstars in these matches. And, like, I, I bet probably five of those six women in that match have never been in a ladder match. Yeah, and or it at least, showed. Or at least half. But, like, and, it, like, it showed. It just... Yeah, it just felt weird. Um, we also had Mandy Rose and Raquel Gonzalez. And Mandy Rose... Fulfills the prophecy. Yeah, she does. Toxic Attraction has now all of the women's gold. She beats Raquel Gonzalez with help. Yes, with help still. from somebody in all black. It was hooded. You couldn't see their face. They had a shovel. At first I was yeah. like, is this the Grim Reaper? But like, why do we have a shovel? It's like, the I don't shoveler. Right? So the that Grim person helps. That person ends up being Dakota Kai. She's back. That's exciting. This match... It was a trick or street fight match. Yeah. Um, this was Chucky's choice, so Chucky got to. Was this the trick or street fight as opposed to the trick or treat fight? Because there was yes. one show that had a trick or treat fight, and that one was AEW. Yeah. Yeah. So NXT and SmackDown had trick or street fights. So Raquel Gonzalez and Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Champion is a trick or street fight because this is Chucky's choice. Throughout the night, Chucky got to spin the wheel and pick the. The and that wheel would would stop hard yes. on a yes. specific thing. Um, I'll tell you what. I thought it was going to be more than what it was. This match was not shit. Like, do you mean not shit, like not good, or like it was not bad? It was not good. Yeah, no, it, yeah, I agree <laughs> with that. It was I, like it was a street good. fight. So street I, fights are usually badass. This was not. I'll tell you what. Mandy had a clever spot. She had Raquel uh, in one of like the announcers' chairs. And then she stuck her in it with a kendo stick and kind of trapped her and then hit her that way. Yeah, that was cool. I thought that was a nice, like, kind of creative mm-hmm. spot for Mandy. But, yeah, this match left a lot to be desired. It was, like, watching this match, I just kept thinking, like, Raquel has had solid matches with solid opponents. Mm-hmm. Mandy Rose has had solid matches with solid opponents. These two work up to the level of their opponents. The problem is, when they're each other's opponents, it just doesn't... Yeah. They clashed. It, yeah. it wasn't... It was a cl- very much a clash yes. of styles, and Mandy gets the win. Yeah. Now we have all of Toxic, toxic yes. Attraction with gold, which and is perfect. Would, That's what you wanted. That's absolutely. what a lot of people want. Because it's something new. Yes. And nothing against Raquel. I thought she was a great champion. I was pulling for her to be champion for a while. Yeah. I think if we can move her away from the title... Have her do one last thing with Io, or not Io, uh, Dakota Kai, mm-hmm. and then move both of them up. Because yeah. I thought they were calling Dakota Kai up to begin with. Me too. The SmackDown that we went to a few weeks ago, Dakota Kai was in the opening, I mean, she was in like the pre-show. Yeah, with her, Aaliyah, Zia Lee, and um, who's the the Ninja Warrior one? Casey Catanzaro. Yes. Uh, she was also there. But yeah, they only called up two of those, mm-hmm. and it was oddly Aaliyah and Zia Lee, neither of which we've seen. No. Um. We've kind of barely seen, but 
I like the idea of let's get Raquel out of the title picture so we can kind of have some new things in this NXT 2.0. I have no idea who would be next for Mandy, but sure. I, I just I like the idea of having all the gold on factions. NXT's done it before with Undisputed, mm-hmm. and I don't remember the last time we did that with with women. If we ever have in like any promotion. Yeah, this is exciting. So that's nice and fun for us to have. We also had the championship belt that's on Carmelo. Um, this was North a, American championship. This was a weird scene in general because we were in like a haunted house. Hated this whole thing. Yeah, it there was like trap set up for Carmelo Hayes and his friend. I can never remember his name. So to to kind of put some background to this, Johnny and. Um, Dexter. Yes. This is supposed to be Dexter's house. We find out at the end of all of this. Johnny and and Dexter Loomis stole the North American Championship Mm -hmm. from Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, I want to say his name is. I literally wrote down Carmelo's friend. So, so. yeah, Carmelo at plus one (laughs) decide they're going to go get that title back, and it becomes just the worst kind of college, like, video project, haunted house. It was so lame i think that's actually when i wrote down this is lame and i'm disappointed yeah, um like, there were parts that were funny because johnny gargano is a funny guy yes so like he did help they've that done like everything mm-hmm. the way has done i've liked and this was just not it no this was this was one of those weird kitty things that was specifically for halloween havoc it was silly and stupid it wasn't it, if johnny wasn't in it it wouldn't have even been silly like it wouldn't it, it just wasn't yeah great. it was just it was just it just felt very dumb and yeah i mean we can move on yeah, the last thing that I do want to know on NXT, though, is Baby Uso is here. That's uh, right. He's not an Uso here, but he looks exactly like his brothers and their father. And he literally just has, like, Jimmy and Jay's face and Rikishi's hair. And he is Baby Uso to me, but he's not going by Baby Uso. So, yeah, he's going by, like, Solo something. something. Yeah. yeah, it's Solo something, but it's he should be Baby Uso or Solo Uso. Here's the issue. He looks exactly... He like could be brothers. a triplet. Yeah. He could so, literally be their triplet. You're going to tell me, and the crowd knew it. Yeah, they were chanting Uso. Yeah. So, like, this, you can't, I, there's just times in WWE where it's annoying that they insult our intelligence. Wait, listen, there could very easily be here, and it's kind of, I was thinking this with the Steiner kid, like, it, it could very, the Steiner kid. <laughs> it could very Hilarious. easily be here that they don't want that name. That they requested to have a different name. I, no, you know, I don't maybe Baby Uso was like, "Listen, I want to be solo, whatever. I want to be my own thing. I want to, I want to make a name for myself that I'm not my brother's. I'm not my father." But this man has his brother's face and his father's hair. I mean, also their father's face. They all, all of the Usos look exactly the same. And it, honestly, this is one of those people that should have just jumped right to the main roster he should have been i'm a third uso Uh i'm now in the bloodline i'm here to support my brothers and to support my cousin and here i am baby uso like this was yeah this was easy like when he came out i was just thinking because when we saw him when he got signed it was like oh yeah third uso cool you found another uso that's crazy Mm -hmm. and just put him on the main roster just yeah Give him to Roman, half Roman, just pluck him out of obscurity. We did like this with surprise. Rey Mysterio or Dominic Mysterio. What's the difference? Yeah, I agree. And you could easily just have just like a, just debut him in like a surprise way. Like yeah. He's like a hooded figure that attacks somebody that's mm-hmm. against Roman and it's not an Uso. And then surprise, it is an Uso. Surprise, it's baby Uso. I really, I don't even know what his name is. 
uh, it, it's solo something. It, he like could, solo Sokoa or something. Yeah, just, he just should be just be an Uso, bro. He Call could be solo, solo Uso. Uso, exactly. If you want to be by yourself doing your own thing, that's fine and dandy, but you're an Uso. You look like an Uso. Yeah, you, you act like an Uso. You cannot run from that. But the, the same exact way. Also, why would you want to? The Usos are kicking ass. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, be, be an Uso. If you're Roman Reigns and you love your family, and you'll do anything for your family, right. pluck exactly. your family out of NXT. Exactly. And be like, you're not going by this stupid name. Which, by the way, Roman Reigns had a stupid name in NXT. His name was Leaki. Yeah. And then they just changed it when they brought him up like to the main roster. Do the same thing with this guy. I think it would be funny. Or have him come out and be like, I'm an Uso. I think it would be cool if like they just... like. Especially before Survivor Series, because when Survivor Series happens, like, it's brand against brand, but a lot of times NXT kind of pops in there, too, because, like, they were trying to make it its own brand and not just a developmental thing. Yeah, I don't so, think, like, they're, I don't I don't think, think they're, they're going to do that this year. I don't think they're doing that this year, either, but I do think it's good crossover time. So they could very easily have Roman on Tuesday night with the Usos pop up at his match and just be like, no, come on. Like, you're coming with me. And then it'd be fun. Roman's on NXT. We have this whole family thing, and it's going across brands. And he can come up and be like, I want my family with me. Give me baby Uso. We'll, we'll keep on keeping on. Or it's like, on. send Paul. Just be like, just send Paul to NXT. And send be like, the hey, Usos. Uh, excuse me, you're an Uso. What are you doing in NXT? Yeah. Let's go. But, yeah, uh, another guy that we are just insulted every week. Yeah. Saying that he's not who he is. Yeah. Braun Breaker has his NXT championship opportunity on this show versus Tommaso Ciampa. And part of me was ready for this, for Braun Breaker to be the champion. Mm-hmm. And they put on a long match. Yes, they did. Braun Breaker kicked out of a lot mm-hmm. of Tommaso Ciampa's offense. And Breaker took, a, it took a lot to put him down, but Tommaso Ciampa wins here. Yeah, he retains. Braun Breaker's first loss in NXT. Kratos' first win in wrestling. Yeah, Tommaso Ciampa with one of two Kratos' <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Kratos' uh, cosplays. first win. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I get we cannot, we can, we're slow burning Braun Breaker, which is fine. Yeah, he fine. doesn't need to immediately win, have him lose, have him figure out he's not unstoppable. I do think that he will be the next NXT champion. Yeah. But I understand not doing it now. You don't need to hot shot it. Mm-hmm. I would have, just because I think. There's there's no guy on that roster right now to me that has the potential to be a bigger star than Braun Breaker. Like I think Braun Breaker can be a like I think he's gonna headline pay per views on the main roster at some point. And Yeah, and he would maybe they'll give him a chance. And back if this is supposed to be point. NXT two and we still have a champion that was from the original NXT, it's just I I do not like NXT two yeah, I used to love NXT. And we literally that's the thing we love nxt so we really really did go into this open-minded like all right we're gonna give it a shot they're gonna do something better and then they changed the lighting and we were like we can't hate this just because of the lighting so we'll still give it a shot even though the lighting makes it look weird and makes it look smaller than what it is and you have like four rows of the same 200 people yeah it's not great it's not great it's not great i we really tried um they did like there are still people down there that I love. Like, I love Tomasa Champa. I love that he is still, like, the champ. I love that he was the first person they put it on in NXT 2.0. Breaker can take it. I, yeah. You know, that's fine. I, he could be good with that. Anybody could be good with that. Johnny Gargano can come back for it. He can come back to the 
rebel heart. That's what they were talking about or what rumors were floating around. But there's something missing in NXT 2.0. Yeah, I think it's just, I think they're just missing the point. And the point is that NXT was great. Yeah. NXT was probably our favorite, if not our second favorite, like wrestling program when it was just on the network and even kind of when it was moved to USA. Mm -hmm. But like, man, it's, it's probably my least favorite at this point. Yeah, they just, this, this was not, they could. It was a letdown. It was like WWE just has this thing where you could really go one way and make it just the best of the best and it just be amazing. And instead they like start that way and then they just go off track and just like let us all down. Wait, it's like they tried to fix something that wasn't broken and they broke it. Yeah, exactly. Just like how they broke apart the new day. And that makes me sad because we have Xavier Woods as the king. And then on Raw, we have Big E coming out to open the show. And he can't even be there to celebrate with his boys on SmackDown for whatever reason. I know. It's so bothersome. But you know what? Big E is thriving. Yeah. I mean, and he talks about it. When he opens the show, he just comes out. He has an in-ring promo. And he just starts talking about Xavier Woods being king. And I love that because he couldn't be there to celebrate with him. And even at Crown Jewel when it happened, Biggie was backstage. We couldn't have had a moment where he came out and like helped like put the crown on his head or something. Like it's very frustrating that they separated them, but he does give it up to Biggie or give it up to Xavier for being king. He also talks about how good Drew McIntyre was in their match. Yeah. And then he asked, Who's next? And as I predicted. Mm-hmm. Mr. Seth Rollins makes his way to the ring. He thinks he's next. The problem is, mm-hmm. then Rey Mysterio thinks he's next, and he yeah. comes down. Oh, my God. This was so funny, because Biggie was like, you lost to Edge. Like, you go to the back of the line. But then when Rey comes out, he just starts, like, basically saying his resume. Every single guy why that he came out a shot. after right. Seth Rollins was like, my name is this, my yep. resume is this, my Finn references Finn Balor are this. comes out. Kevin Owens comes out and he even says like oh we're just coming out like saying our accolades like here here are mine it It was was very weird like we we know who you guys are yeah we don't need to know your accolades but then it all turns into Sonya Deville comes out and we're gonna have a fatal four-way match to determine who the number one contender is for Biggie's WWE championship oh and by the way it's a ladder match right because we got to do it big for the season premiere of Raw I felt bad for NXT in this moment. Me too. Because now you have two ladder matches in the same week, mm-hmm. and the NXT one's not going to top the Raw one. No, and it you followed have guys the Raw one. That have been in many ladder matches. Yes. I mean, Kevin Owens has been in a hundred ladder matches. Right. Seth Rollins has been in plenty. Rey Mysterio, Finn Balor—they've all been in these ladder matches, and this match was just fantastic to it, me. It was so good. So many great spots. The right person won. The right people were in it. I, I, Ray, I could have done without. I just I don't. I don't understand where he's coming from. From like, I deserve a Did WWE you not hear his spot. resume? Congratulations. <laughs> Where's like, I just. It was so. There's just. There's people, man. There's people ahead of Ray in line. Yeah. Like Ray has done nothing in singles competition. For what, like two years since Dominic came in, and then Dominic wasn't around. Where's Dominic at? Like I don't. It was all very weird. But the, I'm pretty sure Dominic had a match later. Did he? Yeah, against uh. You know what? Like, he does. You know he, what's has not a, good? he has a match. I later. don't remember it. Oh, is that the Austin Theory match? Yeah. 
Yeah. So it See, was, you do remember. Yeah, but either way, so Ray was in this match, and then the winner of this ladder match gets a future title match shot against Big E, and Seth Rollins wins. Seth Rollins is the perfect guy to go against Big mm-hmm. E. As I said before, it's just give Big E great workers mm-hmm. to make his reign look better. I wouldn't mind... As much as I love Big E as champion and think he deserves to be champion, he now is champion, he's got to drop it eventually. Yeah. It would be quick, but I wouldn't mind, like, if Seth just wins by, you know, cheating, as he would do. Yeah, and, and then, then we have, have a little bit of have Big, Big E. e chase yeah, like, we have a Big E-Seth feud for a little bit, back-to-back, back-to-back. That's fine. Yes, I think he's, he's just the perfect guy to do this. Um, I don't know what you do now with Finn or Kevin Owens, but, I mean, Ray is always kind of floating around. Well, you know, that wasn't the only match that we had that, like, then the winner gets a championship match. Because we also had a match, a triple threat match, between the Shree Profits, the Alpha Academy, and the Dirty Dogs. And the winner of this gets a tag team championship match later in the night against RK-Bro, who are the current tag team champions. Well, you know why we're doing this. It's the season premiere of Raw. It's the season premiere of Raw, exactly right. And for whatever reason, assuming it's because it's a season premiere, Omos is here. Sure. AJ wasn't, but Omos comes out, causes distractions, and again, for whatever reason, the Dirty Dogs win. So Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode are now going to go against RK-Bro. Uh, very interesting, because I just didn't... That's not who I thought was going to win this match. I was hoping for Alpha Academy. Yeah, I was looking uh, for the Street Profits. I always do. I was very surprised Dirty Dogs get this win. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It is a new matchup, mm-hmm. kind of, I guess. Um, but it's a season premiere of Raw. So right. On the season premiere of Raw, the night that Raw premieres their season, we have a rematch of sorts, because now we're going to have Zelina Vega versus Dewdrop again. Even though it's season premiere Raw, so new things, new times. Well, this was after we finally got to see her coronation of being the Queen's Crown Tournament winner's coronation. So much, so so much to say. But it's funny because all the women were backstage watching this and they were all getting annoyed. And as soon as Alina's like, all hail Queen Zelina, boos were just overpowering. Dewdrop comes out, turns into a match, Zelina wins. Yeah, cool. I mean, the only other really important thing that happened on Raw is we are going to continue with Becky and Bianca. Right. Bianca comes out, or Becky comes out, she's the best. Bianca disagrees. Um, and I mean, it turns into Becky telling Bianca to get into the back of the line mm-hmm. the same way Big E told that to Seth Rollins. But but this turned into like a crazy fight, and then yeah. Becky, was, Becky leaves saying, you want your match, you got it, just not tonight. So once again, it's on Becky's terms. Who knows when that'll happen? You know what the problem with this women's division is? They literally just took the SmackDown women's division mm-hmm. and put it on Raw. Yeah, and we're doing the same feuds. And it's the exact same feuds. We, had we still Liv had Morgan Liv and Carmella, and Carmella yeah. again. And it, like, why? So we took Becky Lynch and Bianca and Carmella and Liv Morgan from SmackDown and just put them on Raw, and we're just going to do the same exact thing with them. Yeah, where Carmella gets another win over Liv yeah. Morgan, like. Do they just? What like, is wrong with Liv Morgan? Why she does Liv do always lose? Why just does the Carmella she lose? especially? It gets so crazy to me. But then you know they are doing something good with Austin Theory here. We kind of briefly touched on that. So Ray and Dominic were in the back talking, and Austin Theory walks up and says, "Do you guys know where the towels are?" Which is probably my favorite way anybody's ever started a conversation. I'm going to start starting all of my conversations that way. 
It, it's it was just I can't talk enough about Austin Theory. He's fantastic. I think he's so funny and he's such a cocky dick. Yeah, but like in the best way. Yes. In the best way. So he's he, a big dude. He's athletic yes. as hell. Like he can back it up. Mm-hmm. And he turns to Ray and he's saying how much he loves him and he asks for a selfie with him, which then leads to Austin Theory and Dominic Mysterio having words, which leads to their match later where Austin Theory wins. So he's on this winning streak and he's taking selfies afterwards and I love it. He's fantastic. Uh, Keith Bearcat Lee is here he beats cedric alexander for whatever reason they're having that match but whatever keith lee is back yeah i mean that's all that matters keith lee is in a weird spot man i know he's so damn good he's so good and he's so smooth he's looking a little bit leaner than he was when he first came back i think he's getting more comfortable Mm -hmm. and they're putting this gimmick on him with the bearcat thing he does this like bearcat scream yeah that's kind of weird but, I mean, he's just, Whatever. I feel like he is just one of those guys that he's, if they mess him up, I mean, it's, it's on them. I mean, there's so much of what Keith Lee is and does that it's like, this guy's a star. He is. And just all this time that he spends down on this level in the lower card, I mean, we, we can build him up and just get him wins, but wins and losses don't matter in WWE the same way they do in AEW. Like, to have these squash matches, I don't know how much good that's going to do for Bearcat. I would rather him be in a feud with Damian Priest, who is wrestling T-Bar. Yeah. Why have we not changed T-Bar and Mesa's name? I was hoping. Like, season premiere Raw, guys. Season yes. premiere. Let's change T-Bar's fucking name. Yeah. Nope. nope. No, no, no. We're just no. going to be, we're going to be T-Bar still, and Damian Priest, I feel like, is being wasted too. He's too smiley for me, man. Yeah. There's something about this guy's No, look, but this guy, no. Like, why is he so Everything smiley? changed with Damian Priest on Raw. That, yeah. That did, a lot of things changed with him. His entrance is a little bit different. They had this, like, it's very this different. awesome new entrance for him. The music, the split screen where it, screen where it kind of looks, like, good and evil. Like, the Damian of it makes it look like he's in hell and it's very, like, evil looking. And then the Priest part obviously looks like it angel-y and and the good aspect and then halfway through this priest goes like after he wins he just goes insane and keeps attacking t-bar he just that could be something where we yeah. are changing damian priest a we'll little see bit where it goes, yeah like I, I just i'm not there yet I, yeah. I did like the new entrance i thought it was cool i thought it was unique but i mean the the entrance i didn't like was bearcats because they changed his yeah they changed keith lee's entrance theme again and it's not bad this time it's not as bad as it was before but yeah they make some weird changes just for the sake of making changes yeah but you know they also have somebody who their win loss record does count on smackdown because you're sitting there acting like it doesn't but miss charlotte flair man that's all that matters to her is her win loss and she's out here saying she's the leader that the smackdown women's locker room needed and of course that pisses people off like Sasha Banks, who comes out saying she wants the title, but Charlotte tells her that she's selfish and that new faces deserve this championship opportunity. Agreed. So Shotzi comes out. Very, very random choice. Yes. She comes out in her tank and she rides down and she's like, Charlotte, if you're looking for someone you've never faced before, I'm your girl. And Charlotte accepts this match. So once again, in a promo with Charlotte, Sasha Banks is kind of pushed to the wayside. She's still here, though. She's ringside during this match. This is another championship contender match. So this Mm -hmm. match leads to a championship match if Shotzi wins. Shotzi doesn't win. No, because 
of Sasha Banks. On the ringside, kind of distracts Shotzi a little bit. Not enough that Shotzi should have lost. Yes. But Shotzi does lose and then proceeds to beat the piss out of Sasha Banks for costing her this match. I enjoyed the results of this whole segment. Yeah. Me too. The, the match was very long. Yeah, Charlotte and Sachi went through like Charlotte a whole commercial break. Pieces out. That's fine. And then it turns into Shotzi, Sasha, and that was cool. Yeah, it was. It's nice to get a completely new face. Yes. To the women's roster because Shotzi did some stuff in NXT. Um, she was a tag champion in NXT, or no? She was. I don't even. She had a weird run in NXT. I'll put it that she's way. She's another she was one a, though that like host. I like, always worried about her in the ring because she's another one who doesn't care. Yes. But like she, she had a weird journey in NXT because she's she was never the champion, and they she was a very random call up I thought, but she does have a very unique look. Yeah, the tank helps a lot mm-hmm. that she drives the tank down, and I do think that Shotzi and Sasha will be a good program, and I hope that it's away from Charlotte. Yeah, me too. Give Charlotte somebody else. Like yeah. I don't know. Where is Tony Storm Where's on the Tony roster? Where's Tony Storm? Where is she? You can bring others up and, you know, face... I did like that Charlotte... I mean, as much as we want to hate on Charlotte, you know, some weeks for some things that she does, she made Shotzi look good in this match. Yeah, she did. This was a solid match. Shotzi got in a lot of offense. Charlotte sold for her. And then she looked good beating the shit out of Sasha, too. Exactly. Like, the, Sh- all of it from this match beginning did not to end. At all. This whole segment built Shotzi up yes. in a very good way. From beginning to end of this segment, it was very, very good. Uh, we had a lot of... This was not the season premiere of SmackDown. That was last week. Uh, they didn't talk about it as much, which is with it being the season premiere but this was a solid show uh it felt like they did more to build for the future than raw did so drew mcintyre is on smackdown but he once again has another open challenge and mustafa ali is the person who accepts this challenge doesn't matter drew wins yeah and then mustafa ali just kind of shits on the people yeah and you know uh, god there's just there's guys that i just don't understand like Keith Lee is amazing, should be in a better position on Raw. Drew McIntyre is just doing open challenges. We don't have a program set up for. Why did Why did we Keith move Lee? Drew McIntyre to SmackDown and we don't why even have a Keith plan? Why did Keith Lee come out for this open challenge? Different rosters. Oh, he's on. Yeah, he's on Raw. Just kidding. I thought it'd be like Sheamus would come out. Yes, but we've seen Sheamus Drew McIntyre so many times. Which is why I thought it was like the perfect time. Like, let's just do it again yeah, on SmackDown. No, sure. No, we have seen it so many times. I was shocked. I do like Ali, so like that was fun. I, I, it could have been anybody, but. It doesn't matter. We also have King Woods. We got a lot of New Day and a lot of King Woods on this show. Which, obviously, very, very happy. We are King Woods people. We are very excited for him to be here. He is walking backstage with Kofi Kingston. They're coming to the ring because we are going to knight Kofi Kingston. As King Woods, he is going to knight his right hand. And before they can get to the ring, they run into Hit Row, which is just a perfect backstage segment. They start singing King Woods the same way they sing Hit Row. They bow to him. It's beautiful all around. King The SmackDown like tag division yes. is going to be really it, solid. Yeah, it's going to be so good. But King Woods is already being everything we wanted him to be. Yeah, so over the top. Over the top. He so has a good. specific look on his face that mm-hmm. he has even posted. This is what I think kings look like. So yeah. this is my king face. And it's Got awesome new gear. He's talking more like eloquently. Davenpo is just flawless when he comes to creating the New Day's gear. It looks good. Everything looks good. They go to the ring. Kofi Kingston 
has like this whole thing he's so excited that he's about to be knighted by his man and all of it everything looks perfect woods quotes the golden girls of course yes, thank in you for being this a friend. It's a, he called him a true confidant. It was amazing. And the Usos come out. Now, this is the first time that they have been interrupted. We said before at the coronation, we were very happy they that they were not interrupted. The Usos didn't interrupt the no, nighting. They waited. They waited. They waited. Until Kofi, he's now the hand of the king. Mm -hmm. He got his little pin. He is Sir Kofi Kingston. Sir Kofi Kingston, which actually showed up in like the lower yes. third graphic, which I thought so was amazing. Good. Uh, and yeah, we are doing King Woods. Mm -hmm. That's official. It's not King Xavier anymore. Yep. It is King Woods. We have the Usos come out, and there's history here, man. And it's good. There is it's a so lot of good. history between these two teams. I love the Usos and the New Day. I love them when they go against each other. And like it, it just felt that way. They have that like that chemistry with each other where like, yeah. it doesn't feel forced, doesn't feel fake. It just sounds like two teams just well, shit talking to each other. This is the same thing that I love about seeing like someone like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens go against each other nonstop. They're real life friends, so they're comfortable with each other. Yes. They're they have this chemistry. And it's the same with the Usos and Roman. Like the reason those yeah. three are so good as the bloodline is because of their legitimate family and they are comfortable with each other with each other and it shows. And the Usos and the New Day they're comfortable and they have this chemistry and it it's a beautiful match. They would put on a match that I would show to a non-wrestling fan saying, "Watch this." Like yeah, I would just show watch the, this. The the New Day Usos like Hell in a Cell match. Yes. That's like a, a match that it's just such a classic. These teams always put on classics and they put on another good match. The New Day gets the win here over yes. those Usos, the tag team champions. So we're building but what's weird was that closed the show. And there was no Roman Reigns on this show. No, and it was weird because, like, at one point I did think that the that Roman would come out too because the way that the Usos were saying, like, we're the bloodline now, the, you know, a lot have a lot of things have changed since the last time the New Day was on SmackDown. Mm. And it has. Yeah. Roman and the Usos have taken over. And, oh, my God, what, I just thought about this. When Woods just screamed silence... Yeah, that was I. Everybody should watch this this little promo. It was hilarious. His his king face here was very funny too. But even earlier in the night, Kayla finds Paul, of course, yeah. and she starts asking questions about Brock Lesnar. And Paul starts saying like, "This is what I think Brock would say, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know." And there was no Roman in that segment. Then we close the show with the New Day. Well, with Woods... Usos losing. Yeah, with, like, Woods knighting Xavier... Or with Woods knighting Kofi, then the Usos and New Day going against each other, the Usos lose and still no Roman Reigns. We ran a whole SmackDown without Roman Reigns. I don't remember the last time that happened. No, I don't remember the last time, like, Roman didn't open the show. Let yes. alone the fact that he didn't even appear on it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was an all-around good show. Yeah. We had new faces. We had Naomi we had and Shayna Baszler, which, like... This Naomi Sonya feud, they have yet to give us a reason why it's happening. Yeah, like Sonya just hates Naomi for no for reason. What we've never been given a reason. That's why I don't want to waste any time talking about this shit because yeah. it was. I don't understand what this feud is. Me neither. And Sonya's obviously biased, even though she's saying that she's not. She becomes the ref. She doesn't count at all for Na Naomi, but fast counts for Shayna. Shayna wins. Naomi is pissed, rightfully so. We had another Trick or Street match with Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And I'll tell you what, I don't remember who won this match, yeah, but I know Humberto and uh, Angel Garza were there at some point. Yeah, so we debuted Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza on SmackDown mm -hmm. by them hitting 
who I guess what was it Boogs? They had yeah. Boogs with the kendo sticks that were that were candy corn, corn <laughs> colors, and then like they take their masks off. So yeah, Madcap and, and Baron Corbin win. But what a weird way to debut this team. But it also again kind of instills that point that the SmackDown tag division is kind of stacked. Yeah. Like, if we include Baron Corbin and Madcap and Shinsuke and, and Boogs and Angel Garza and Carrillo and Usos and New Day and... Um, Hit Row. Hit Row. That's a lot of potential, like, feuds mm-hmm. for all those... Or for the Usos to go against, for the New Day to go against. The, Sm- the SmackDown roster, I feel like, has come out on the, the better end of this. For sure. It's so... I don't know. I think part of our problem is we love SmackDown. Yes. We've always loved SmackDown overall. It's, just, it's better. It's, it's and better. it's not as long. It's not dragged out. It, it it really is just something that we really like. The SmackDown writers are and the creative team are definitely better than the Raw side of that. But they're not as good as AEW. Well, it, yeah, depending on the show. I mean, this <laughs> so this past week in AEW, we had some solid things going on. We mm-hmm. started off Dynamite with CM Punk and Bobby Fish. Their styles work together very well. Punk gets the win. I don't care about Bobby Fish as much as I feel like most people do. Yeah, obviously CM Punk, we want to win this. Yeah, I just feel like CM Punk's at a point where like he's just kind of facing guys to face guys. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not diminishing anything about Punk, but there's definitely some momentum that we've lost here. Yeah. From, like, the point when he debuted to, like, he's kind of just, like, he's just facing guys that you would never imagine him facing. Like, he had the Matt Seidel match. He had the Daniel Garcia match. He now has this match against Bobby Fish, who's been on the AEW roster for, like, two weeks. It's just, some of these are very weird. We did get a hint at a potential next feud for Sam Punk that I did really enjoy. We'll get to that in a second. But we also had a Malachi Black promo. Mm-hmm. And they're always so good. About how wins and losses don't matter to him in this feud with Cody. No. Cody may have pinned his shoulders to the mat. That doesn't matter to him. Because his whole goal is basically just to ruin Cody Rhodes' life. Yeah. And change Cody Rhodes for the worst. Mm-hmm. And that leads us into MJF versus whoever the hell MJF was facing. <laughs> I have no idea. I, listen, this match was, Random. I'm not even kidding, like a minute long. Yeah, and MJF just gets on the mic and... Calls out Darby Allen again. Mm-hmm. And we get Darby Allen's dad instead. Sting comes out. <laughs> yep. And we get MJF and Sean Spears and Wardlower here. Well, this was funny because all of a sudden the lights go out and Sting's music hits. And then MJF, Sean Spears, and Wardlow start laughing because yes. it was fake. The classic. Yes. Like the him. classic heel got him. And then the lights go out and a weird video with Darby Allen in it. Uh, he starts attacking somebody. I don't really understand what was happening that there. Was, yeah. And that was very weird. But then when the lights come back on, Sting is there, and he's with behind them with a bat, and he attacks Sean Spears, then, then Wardlow, then MJF rolls out. When MJF rolls out, the camera is obviously focusing on him. He has his back to the crowd, and all of a sudden, everybody's... This is Halloween for, every, for everything. It's also Halloween for AEW. So th- the crowd has costumes on. So the person in the crowd that's standing behind MJF takes his mask off, lo and behold... It's Darby Allen. The crowd goes ape shit. I go ape shit. Everybody's happy. Darby Allen and Sting stand tall here. So it was Halloween, obviously, uh, like as a theme for all the shows. Yes. And AEW did it way better 
Yeah. Like, they integrated Halloween into their two shows mm -hmm. so well. Yes, I agree with that. Because we also had Britt Baker and Abaddon. Yeah. In a trick-or-treat match. Yes. Which was wild. Abaddon yes. is insane looking. So this match was announced on Dynamite, but happened on Rampage. And honestly, we can jump right to it because it was just fucking nuts. Like... The treat in this is that if Abaddon wins, she gets a championship match. The trick in this is that it's a no disqualifications match. And then I have never seen Abaddon before this night. She's jarring, man. She is insane looking. Uh, she's a zombie. Yeah. And like, I'm not like, she's like a zombie all the time. And that's something wait, that I probably she... had to clear up like 15 times before I was like, this is, wait, this isn't just for Halloween. She's always a zombie. Yeah, she is always, she's like this, always a zombie. To the point that she was on the Jericho cruise dressed like that. Yes. And in full like makeup the entire time. Like she, this is not even like her gimmick. This is just her life. Basically. Yes. And she has this match with Britt Baker who has dubbed herself the, the queen of hardcore matches. Mm-hmm. And... We got thumbtacks in this match. We got a thumbtack spot. A lot of things in this match. On a random rampage. Mm -hmm. And Britt Baker is the one that took the bump on the thumbtacks. She went through it like multiple times. Yeah, she gets slammed into the thumbtacks and gets pinned. And then she kicks out. And then Abaddon pushes her back into the thumbtacks like twice. Yes. And... I mean, this was all after they tried to go through a table that oh, did not break. Yeah, that was bad. And then they had another move to go through the table again to try to break that table. Table didn't break again. That table. So twice that table did not break. And even the announcers were like, oh, you know that hurt more than if the table broke. Somebody, I forget which announcer turned around and was like, that table must be the strongest thing in this building. <laughs> like, it's, what is that happening? That table just refused That was to do not a wrestling table. That was a real table that should have been back in catering. Either way, there was so much happening in this in this match. Like, Britt Baker gets a chair. She starts attacking Abaddon with a chair. Abaddon just kept getting up. Like, every time you thought she was down, she was just like, boom, I'm up again. I'm up again. Britt Baker did her normal, like, what is her move called with the hand in the mouth? The uh, lockjaw. She does that after putting thumbtacks in Abaddon's mouth and then does the lockjaw. So she's then pushing these thumbtacks into like the bottom of her mouth. And then Abby bites the fingers. Yes! Like the zombie she is, which like is such an easy reversal to I, the lockjaw. There are so many, listen, I understand that wrestling's fake, but there are so many times that I just go, I don't understand why they didn't just move. Like I don't understand why the reversal just doesn't happen. Why don't they bite her hand when she's doing that? When somebody's jumping off the top rope onto somebody else, why don't they just always put their knees up but i get it that's not how it goes they did this she bit Britt baker she bites Britt brit baker's friends who were here too uh they're also dressed as zombies that was pretty funny too but all in all this was like a bloody mess which some fake blood some real blood blood because Britt ends up getting mm -hmm. a like roll-up finish yes and just gets out of there she her and rebel and jamie hater sprinted out of that ring and abaddon just sitting there Zombie-like, as always. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this match did a did a pretty solid job of building Abaddon for, like, a potential feud later down the road. I wouldn't necessarily... I don't know what you do with her, because she is very niche. Yes. Uh, and she's perfect for Halloween. But we also had Sammy Guevara and Ethan Page. Sammy Guevara gets the win there. Uh, Inner Circle comes out and just starts making fun of Ethan Page and Scorp Scorpio Sky again. We've said it on this podcast many times. We don't care about this feud with no. the American Top Team. Which is why we're going to get into 
Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida, which is another first-round match in our TBS title tournament. Mm-hmm. A rematch that is crazy that it was in the first round, Smith. I know. It was crazy, but... I mean... It, this was so weird to me because it, I, either way that this went, I would have been happy with the winner. I don't necessarily feel that way because I really wanted Serena Deeb to go far into this tournament because I think, as I've said before, I think she's just one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. Yes. And this TBS title tournament, it's just it felt like that could have been like the final. Yeah, and it was in the first round. So now Hikaru Shida wins. Who is she going against next? So her next opponent is going to be Nyla Rose, who got a first round right. bye. So we now have the second round of the tournament all set up here. Um, well, uh, no, because we still have Allie. Uh, the bunny has to still have her match with Red Velvet. Red Velvet. And then we have uh, Anna Jay and Jamie Hayter stuff going against mm-hmm. each other. So we still have a lot to go in this tournament. But, like, the fact that Serena Deeb is out this quick was wild to me. But I do think, because Serena Deeb did enact some revenge after this match, tries to take out Hikaru Shida, slams her knees. I, I think that there's a there's a possibility that Hikaru Shida doesn't have her match against Nyla Rose. I just want to put that groundwork out there that we may get, like, a Serena Deeb injured Hikaru Shida. Mm-hmm. And, or and later she... That match could even happen, and then Serena Deeb could cost her that match, too. Yes, I think however far Hikaru Shida goes in this tournament, Serena Deeb's going to be the reason she doesn't go any farther. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, We also have the Eliminator Tournament. We still had a round one match for Jon Moxley versus number 10. And listen, it's not AEW if there's not just a bunch of blood. And number 10 was bleeding. Wait, because it's not a Jon Moxley match if he's not biting someone's face. That's a good point, too. I love Jon Moxley. He gets this win. This match was not long at all. But we are getting one step closer to Jon Moxley being in the finals. And I'm happy about that. We also had Cody Rhodes coming out. He had a great promo. He's interrupted by Andrade. And then Andrade says, uh, people don't like you. People don't like me. But I don't care about these people. Which was just fantastic. Andrade is so good. Andrade is tough to understand sometimes. But when you, like, I felt like this was his best kind of live promo. Yes, I agree with that. Because he just, he came out, he got to the point. It was very simple. Mm -hmm. He's going to make Cody his little bitch. Yeah. And Cody... His whole promo prior to Andrade coming out was about how he's not going to turn. He literally said he's not going to turn, yeah. basically. And uh, no matter like what the fans think, like he's like he they think he went Hollywood. He thanks Arn and Cody is in this weird role now where he is the heel. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't the, know he's the heel because the fans have chosen to make him the heel. But yeah. he refuses to be. The, it's he's just a very. He's like a great value John Cena here. Yeah. Where, yeah. like, he's just this, he's nowhere close to as big of a name as John Cena, but he's working that role of he thinks he's the face and he's going to be kind of propped up as the face, but the fans are just sick of his bullshit. Yeah. And a Andrade, lot of people are, like Andrade. And yeah, Andrade's going to call it out, and then the lights go out, and Malachi Black is here. Mm-hmm. And he's going to miss Cody. And I have to give some, give some shit to Malachi because. This is now two weeks in a row that he's straight up missed the mist. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. he misted the top of Arn's head and almost gave Arn hair. And then this <laughs> week, like, he missed Cody, and it's, like, there's nothing on Cody's face. So yeah. Cody's selling almost nothing. But then Pac comes out. 
And Pack beats away Mm -hmm. Malachi Black and Andrade and kind of saves Cody. I don't feel like it's going to be like... Pack's going to be like, oh, I saved you, but it's going to be like more like, I hate these two. Yes. You were just yes. here. Yes, our enemies are like... The, yes, enemy the, enemy of, of, yeah, the, the exactly. enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's literally what that comes down to. We will have a match, or not a match, but we are going to have a feud between the four of them, and it's going to be glorious. And then the fun moment of the week was God, in this, this was Dark so, Order versus the Elite match. This was the best part about Halloween. Yeah, like the Halloween just, theme of wrestling. This, this was match fun. was the best part of it. The Dark Order come out. We had horses. We had cowboys. We had Bambi. Um... One of them was Brandon Cutler. <laughs> yeah, we had Colt Cabana dressed as Brandon Cutler. Uh, we had a Kratos. We so had the second Kratos of the wrestling second week. Second Kratos of the week. Um, we had Evil Uno was Adam Page, which I thought was hilarious. And then the Elite come out and they are the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. They even had the Marshmallow Man. They, they had the Stay Puffed yes. Marshmallow Man. The uh, uh, Brandon Cutler was the Marshmallow Man. It was perfect i'm happy that they went with ghostbusters i was since last week when the dark order was approached about what their costume was going to be and they said like oh well you know the elite's going to come out in a costume literally for a week i was going oh my god what's their costume going to be yeah and it ended up being perfect it, it was so perfect because i mean it was fun they the match was back and forth it was a great match yes and eventually the ref gets bumped he's unconscious and we get the a horse coming down the ring, or mm-hmm. coming down the ramp. And we had seen this horse prior with the Dark Order, so we assume it's somebody in the Dark Order, right? Right. And the elite proceed to beat the hell out of this horse. Mm-hmm. And they take the horse's mask off, and it's Brandon Cutler. With duct tape over his mouth. Which leads you to the question of, if we thought the Stay Puffed Man was Brandon Cutler, and Brandon Cutler is this horse, who is the Stay Puffed Man? And in one of just the... This is what makes pro wrestling amazing yes this is so this is the most pro wrestling pro wrestling you'll ever see because it's just so ludicrous Mm -hmm. because you have a man in a stay puffed marshmallow outfit just behind what nick jackson matt jackson one of the one of the young bucks and he just takes the hat of the stay puffed the mask off and the crowd goes nuts because it's hangman adam page Mm -hmm. and hangman did pretty well for a guy that was in a he inflatable suit. He stayed in this inflatable yeah. suit and was just power driving people, and it was it was great. It was fun and good, and we're lining up so many different different outcomes that could be possible for full gear. Mostly Hangman versus Kenny Omega, but the Dark Order gets this win, and you know the that's not going to sit well with the Elite. And I can't wait to see what comes out of it. That's how they closed the Dynamite show. And then we open Rampage with another Eliminator Tournament match, Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. And they just went insane on each other. Daniel Bryan's, or Bryan Danielson's chest is just fucked. Yeah. Eddie Kingston slapped brian danielson's chest like a hundred times oh my i don't know and how eddie kingston's hands didn't hurt that's what i was thinking it. the whole time was like it's just your hand has to hurt right like if if brian danielson's chest looks that bad where it's bleeding from just slaps there's no way eddie kingston's hand feels good yeah i mean these guys they gave it their all it was, it was so good very solid match and it ends with brian danielson getting a triangle choke in on eddie kingston Eddie Kingston is flipping off mm-hmm. Brian Danielson while he's going unconscious. The ref calls it, and Brian Danielson moves on and is just like 
they announced him as the winner, and he just lays there. Yeah. Completely sells the exhaustion even, of he it. He did not stand up when they held his hand. The ref puts his hand up while he's laying down. The ref lets go of his hand, and it just slaps down. He is just exhausted. They're both basically out. And one step closer to John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. And I yeah. want to see that. I'm excited for that. I was not excited for Matt Seidel versus Dante Martin. Um, yeah, nobody. It, it, Dante Martin yes. wins. It was supposed to be the Seidel brothers versus Leo Rush and Dante Martin. Yes. Mike Seidel got hurt apparently, so they did did Dante Martin and Matt Seidel three. Dante Martin gets the win this time. But we also had a backstage segment. Tony mm-hmm. Schiavone is going to interview CM Punk, mm-hmm. and this just broke down into what I was alluding to earlier that Eddie Kingston. You can hear in the background. Yeah, he starts out. yelling. He's pissed off mm-hmm. because he doesn't think the match should have been stopped. He doesn't care that he was unconscious. He didn't get pinned. They shouldn't have stopped the match. Interrupts the CM Punk interview. Mm-hmm. And CM Punk and, Bar- and Eddie Kingston just go back and forth. Eddie Kingston smacks the mic away from Tony Schiavone. And I think, I mean, we're getting a, we might, this might be CM Punk's first actual feud. Yes. I think this would be a fun actual feud if mm-hmm. they did it, if they actually went all the way with it of Eddie Kingston and CM Punk, they're definitely going to have a match because now, I mean, if you piss off Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston's now coming for you. Oh, yeah. And CM Punk pissed off Eddie Kingston. Yeah, he did. And And that was a good backstage promo. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, it it felt so much realer. Mm -hmm. It didn't, there was no script. There was no nonsense. There was Mm -hmm. no, like, just staring at the camera or staring away or whatever. I think it's getting us one step closer to full gear. Like, maybe it will be a match for full gear. We are, with AEW, we are lining up for that pay-per-view now. We have that Mm pay-per-view coming up on the AEW side. We have Survivor Series coming up on the WWE side. Which they did nothing to They did nothing for Survivor Series yet, and I feel like that's soon. But we are starting to fill in things for full gear so you know make sure that you're following us everywhere at he book she book and make sure to subscribe and listen every monday wherever you get your podcast thanks for listening guys